no reason to exist. few weeks ago, I got up in the middle of the night, went to the bathroom, and the lights didn't come on in the bathroom, right? Okay. And the fan didn't come on either. So I thought, oh, mm -hmm. the fuse must have went out downstairs. But it's the middle of the night. I'm too lazy to do anything about it. So I'll take care of that in the morning, right? Sure. So then I get up in the morning. Everything's working again. So I'm thinking, <laughs> did that even really happen? Like, what was that? <laughs> um, so I got this idea in my head. What if someone discovered a glitch in reality? You know how there's theories about this mm. is all simulation and blah, 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 right? Of course. The, so, the Matrix theories. Yeah, exactly. Deja vu. What did you just say? Nothing, just had a little deja vu. What did you see? What happened? A black cat went past us, and then another that looked just like it. How much like it? Was it the same cat? Might have been, I'm not sure. Switch, APOC. What is it? A deja vu is usually a glitch in the Matrix. It happens when they change something. you could find a glitch that might i don't know if that would prove anything or if you could harness it so it reminded me of in math if you assume falsity you can prove anything oh yeah right so if you were to find the glitch you could go oh my gosh reality isn't what it seems the whole system breaks down right anything's possible so, just to start off, why, if you assume falsity, can you prove anything? How does that work? Thomas and I studied mathematics together in graduate school. He was very good at it. One of the few guys I knew who understood the telescoping product. Anyway, there's a little bit of math coming up. I want you to buckle in. Don't be scared. It's just about two minutes, and there's nothing... You can't understand. It's all just shapes and very basic concepts. So hang in there. So assume, for example, that like a simple statement, like zero is equal to one. Okay. So I guess as soon as you start with, just like with that assumption, that assumption of like that false assumption, then automatically you're you're like in this world where now all of a sudden all numbers are equal because if zero is one, then you know you can add one to both sides and all of a sudden one becomes two. Okay. So zero is two. So 
<laughs> all of a sudden just from that assumption. Right. It seems like you're 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 not you're not working in a system where you know all numbers are the same. Okay. So if all the numbers are the same, then Yeah, so I'm not entirely sure how that translates to I guess every statement necessarily being true. If zero equals one, then a circle is a triangle. <laughs> right? Right. But let's so let's say, okay, so let's say that we're working with the assumption that zero is equal to one. Uh well how so then we have to ask, well, how are we, you know, describing a circle and a triangle? And so you might describe a circle as, you know, a set of all points. But let's say we're talking about something like the unit circle. Yep. Um, so the, the circle would be the set of all points whose distance from the origin is one. But now one is equal to every number. So the unit circle is equal to every other circle. Okay. And <laughs> all circles are the same size. All, all circles are the same size, right? Yep. And so any point in, you know, let's, let's, just say we're working in two-dimensional space. So if, if all numbers are equal, then any point in space is the same distance away from the origin as any other point in space. So, <laughs> so I guess in that sense, even the concept of circle kind of breaks down because it seems like circle would then basically be every point and a triangle would be every point. <laughs> so unless you spent a good part of your adult life on math, you probably don't find all that as funny as Thomas and I do. But the point is, if you could find the tiniest little inconsistency anywhere in the whole system of math, then the whole thing breaks down. So I'm wondering, what if you could find some little inconsistency or some little quirk or glitch in physical reality? And some people think, that if you could find such a thing, then that is hinting at the fact that maybe reality isn't what we think it is. If the simulation isn't so good, I remember discussing this with John McCarthy, and we said, well, it could be that if the representation of numbers isn't very good, uh, then the last digits would be uncertain and you'd see a little bit of quantum-like uncertainty. And if the word length isn't big enough, uh, then you might see some effects of general relativity where if you go fast enough, uh, less happens and so forth. So it could be that in some simulated worlds, there are enough defects or slight irregularities that you can figure out what computer is simulating you. The person programming was trying to do Newtonian physics, <laughs> but he's got the two kinds of round-off errors of when something's too small or too large, it can't quite do it. <laughs> sort of old idea among computer jokers. <laughs> but I think it's a serious question. We don't know that we exist. That's Marvin Minsky, an AI researcher and one of my personal heroes. And what he's saying is that the glitches are telling us that this world isn't real. 
So when I got up and I flicked the switches and then nothing happened. And then the next day they were fine again. <laughs> that doesn't seem to rise to the level of a glitch in the fabric of reality. It makes you think maybe there could be one. Yeah, maybe. You know, I mean, maybe you maybe you experienced a glitch, and somehow between the time you went back to bed and the time you woke up, maybe it was fixed. Yeah, maybe there's a temporary glitch. Yeah, that's true. Or you know, maybe there maybe there's such a such a specific set of circumstances under which the glitch has to occur. You know, right? You you should try to you should try to recreate. <laughs> Wake up at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what time it was. I'll have to get up at every different time. <laughs> it would take years to do. But I guess it would be worth it. Yeah. If I could harness the glitch. Maybe you don't have a magic light switch in your bathroom, but you're still interested in exploring glitches. I asked Thomas, where might someone look for such a thing? Mm. Yeah, that, that, that's tricky. I would say, given what I know about paranormal experiences okay. and paranormal history, I would say that someone was onto something with the whole Area 51 uh, theory. So I guess I, I, would, I would suspect that there are certain, certain areas, you know, certain parts of the world. The Bermuda Triangle might be another one. You know, cer certain areas that for, so for some reason or another are just more susceptible to these, to these glitches. That, that's, that's where I might start. If I were going to try to like purposely encounter one, I would start at some of these, uh, you know, some of these kind of enigmatic places, Bermuda Triangle, Area 51. I'm sure there are, there are others that, uh, you know, are in kind of paranormal literature that I'm not familiar with. But I think that's where I might begin. Your course is set to faraway ports, accessible only across the forbidding lime green waters of the Bermuda Triangle and its sinister, unforgiving mystery cloud. Even the ports along the way are not safe. Can you beat the unknown? Can you save at least some of your feet? Can you make it home with your cargo? This is the Bermuda Triangle from MB Games. For some, just a game. For others. So they turned the Bermuda Triangle into a silly board game. And it seems kind of like kid stuff. I remember when I was younger talking with my cousin about chartering a plane, flying around the Bermuda Triangle trying to solve the mystery. But now the Bermuda Triangle just sounds goofy, kind of like that clip from The Matrix. But it turns out, thinking about games can give you some insight into this whole situation. So what if you were walking down the street and then a pair of scissors appeared right in front of your face and then it dis <laughs> disappeared and then it appeared again and it just kept going on and off so you could touch it? and remove it, but then it would vanish again, and then it would reappear in that original spot. <laughs> I, you know, I, I like this example because it, 
reminds me of almost of what like a glitch in like a Sims game, like an actual glitch in a video game. Like, wait a second. There, there's not there's not supposed to be a car flying in the air here. What's going on? Exactly. What if something's blinking? But it shouldn't it shouldn't be blinking like your car. You go out to the parking lot and your car is there, and then it's not there. Then it's there, and then it's not there. What would you think right. was happening? So it seems like there are glitches in computer games and in the far reaches of physical reality, like quantum behavior and faster than light travel but there aren't any glitches in just regular walking around everyday reality there aren't any glitches in the real world the real world is rather dumb and boring i'm, I'm serious uh in the real world if you have a chair and uh somebody sits on it it might break that won't happen in a virtual world because the chair knows it's a chair and its job is to support something. And if it breaks, it's not because it wore out or got dirty, uh, but because uh, somebody wanted it to. So in the virtual world, everything has a purpose that, uh, assuming the programmer had one. And in the real world, nothing has a purpose except we try to make purposeless things do uh, the best uh, they can for us. And that's why the world is a mess. I'd much rather build Lego with a Lego simulator where you can press clear at the end and all the things pop back in their box. And, uh... I think I like everything Marvin Minsky ever said. That doesn't mean I agree with it all. I'd rather play with real Legos, the kind you can step on, and it hurts your feet really bad. Now, virtual Legos aren't going to hurt your feet. They only exist on the computer, on the screen, and they only do Lego-y things. They only fulfill Lego-y purposes. But there's something of a contradiction to the two things Marvin says. First, he says the little quirks of physics, the glitches when you go too fast or you go too small, those are telling us that this world is a simulation. Then he says, in a simulation, a chair will not break because a chair will only do what the programmer tells the chair to do. The programmer will give the chair a purpose. We'll say, you're a chair, you should only do chair-like things and you should only fulfill chair-like purposes. Now, I wonder, hear that sound? That's my chair squeaking. If you listen carefully to this podcast, you probably hear in the background on every single episode. Is that a glitch? Before the overlords turn off the computer that this whole universe is being simulated on, why don't you hop onto your computer Head over to patreon.com slash no reason to exist and support this podcast, which may or may not actually exist. You can also check out no reason to exist.com. There's a call out section where you can learn about some topics coming up. I'm asking for input from listeners. You can subscribe, look at the other episodes, 
all sorts of fun stuff going on at noreasontoexist.com. Oh, and that song is Johann Sebastian Bach, Prelude Number 6 in D Glitched Minor by The Use. And one more thing. Thank you so much to Thomas for talking with me about all this. Maybe that's almost like what a black hole is. <laughs> just, just the result of some kind of glitch like that? It's sort of like, oops, somebody divided by zero over there. And it's just like, <laughs> everything is sucked in. No reason to exist. Remember when CD players used to do this? So if you want to see some other people's glitch reports, so to speak, you should check out this Reddit called Glitch in the Matrix. I'll link to it on the website. Just reading down the titles will put you in the mood or make you laugh. I'm going to look at it right now. Santa Claus paid my grocery bill. The gym lockers are switching places constantly. Microwave clock changed by itself. Weird phone call that no one did saves my grandma's life. Pin code glitch. My snack bar came back. Disappearing dog. Felt like I was inside D&D. The invisible elves. A white ball of energy shaped into a human silhouette and spoke to me. I briefly walked into my own fan fiction. Doppelganger dog. A glitch in my lotion? I'm freaking out. I made a bunch of dogs instantly shut up without shouting. My rice cooker changed colors. Glass dolphin figurine. Water appeared out of nowhere. The bird disappeared locked in the bathroom 
$20 bill that doesn't want to stay in my pocket. And I think I got to end on this one. The Vanishing Tostitos. If you've had any glitchy experiences like these, please get in touch. I want to try to put together a companion episode where I talk to people who've experienced glitches in the Matrix. I also have to say, if you're already supporting the podcast on Patreon, thank you so much.